Hello, hello, my beautiful global friends and colleagues. It's Isabella Limit here with phenomenal uh, woman from Bay Area, June Caloroso. Welcome, June. How are you? I am so excited to be here, Isabella. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you. And this is one of my first, actually, it's my the first <laughs> LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. But I wanted to definitely bring some really great content tonight. And I'm really appreciative for your time and opportunity to be tonight with us. Of course. I, it's such an honor to be your first guest. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. June, do you mind sharing just a little bit about your background? I purposely didn't want to disclose too much of information because I really want you to highlight where you've been before you deep dive into 2020 and then how everything starts transforming on your on your love. Um, I mean, personally, professionally for you. Yes. So the majority of my career, um, I do come from a sales background. And then once I became a mother, I pivoted into HR recruiting. So mm -hmm. I have spent the last five, six years building teams and communities for some of the best tech companies in the world, um, from Google to Wish to Netflix and Tesla. My background is a blend between agency recruiting to in-house and to tech and startup. So that's mm -hmm. the majority of my background. And I believe that, you know, when I became a mother and I took some time off to, to raise my child for about a year and a half, my husband had recommended that I take some time off from work. He said, why don't you try to be a stay-at-home mom and see how that goes? Obviously, that didn't work out because <laughs> <laughs> not, nothing wrong about being stay-at-home moms. Like That's like the hardest, hardest job in the world. Um, but that year and a half that I took time off for work, I volunteered for a nonprofit. It was then when I discovered my passion of building community. So I actually used that experience, put that on my resume, and that's what actually got me to my first recruiting position in an agency company at a, at, a, at, a, at a recruiting firm. So started my career there, had an amazing opportunity to um, consult for Google, supporting and hiring their teams within finance um, and financial analysts, accountants, and then um, made my way to Wish, which was a great startup, which focuses on like e-commerce. Yeah. Um, that's when I really, really discovered my passion. I've always been passionate about entrepreneurship, but being in the startup environment really exposed me of building things from scratch, building new teams, building new ideas. So yeah, that's the, that's the bulk of my experience in less than a minute or so. <laughs> That is fantastic. I know it's it's a lot there to to, to break it down, but uh, guys, obviously, uh, beside major top brands that all of us are looking and admiring that are fitting actually in the top Fortune ten or fifteen, uh, tell us what caliber individual you are and what you had to be in order to really play in such a high demanding uh, not only recruitment job but top quality talent and then be able to navigate with those brands on such a high demands of such a high volumes of resumes, right? And mm -hmm. insane uh, talent pool to choose from. Yes, absolutely. Especially to work during my time at Google. I mean, there's just the, the name in itself is it's such a world rec recognized brand that I was getting flooded with so many resumes, so many messages in my LinkedIn inbox that it was hard to navigate, but that just having that, 
that experience working for an amazing company like Google and having that under my belt and my, and my experience. Um, I, I also had the opportunity to work with so many forward thinking managers. And to be honest, like, you know, I, I, I did have a, I did have a little bit of imposter syndrome when I was working there for a little bit. Um, but they're the most humble people the most talented and you know these are professionals that have you know went to top two universities but it's a very diverse group of professionals as well but just the culture in itself really um really gave me an idea of what the like the tech industry is like and that that's actually gave me like the uh, my feet wet in the tech in the tech world yes and obviously being in the bay area uh specifically where everything kind of springboard from there the hub of the tech industry and then obviously being part of the Netflix and Tesla and some other brands. Uh, what, what I see as a common team here is not only that there are obviously top fortune 15 or 20, but there are also a very innovative companies, companies that hold their own no matter what, even during the challenging time. Fortunately, uh, 2020 affecting us all, right? Uh, and entrepreneurship piece that you mentioned second ago, uh, it's obviously something that you are now switching, right? And then you are kind of getting your feet wet and on ad hoc, not necessarily with so much preparation. Yeah, no, no preparation. I didn't, I didn't go into this year expecting to start my own business, to be an entrepreneur. I actually, unfortunately, I was one of the millions of people who were laid off back in April because of this pandemic, because of COVID. And you know, I, I look at the whole experience. Yes, it was unfortunate. Yes, I, I went into a depression um, and had a little bit of anxiety, but I actually took that time. You know, the moment I got laid off, a week after I got laid off, I, I told myself, well, actually, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. So the day that I got laid off, it was in my backyard. We I received an email from our from our HR team letting, letting us know that there's going to be some cuts um, because of COVID. And um, the moment I got the news, I ran into my, my my kitchen. I started to cry, and my son saw me crying. He said, "Mom, why are you crying?" And he, I said, "I lost my job because of COVID." My six-year-old son, and I, and I always talk about my my kids. I mean, you see my posts every week. Yes, yes, yes. But they are my biggest why. And when I started to cry, he ran into his bedroom. He got his wallet, and he said, "We had just celebrated his sixth birthday." He said, "Mom, I have I have twenty dollars. I can help you and um, <laughs> you and Dad pay the bills." And wow. Isabella, it was that moment in time when I said, "No, this is this this layoff is not going to define my career. It's not." I went into action mode. Uh, yes, I was grieving that loss of my job, but then all of the ideas that I've been I've been sharing with the companies I've worked. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it for myself, and I'm going to build my own my my own business. I didn't know what the business was going to be. I just started being experimental, um, playing with, you know, social media marketing, and then learning how to do video editing. And eventually, you know, once I started helping other people, volunteering, people started reaching out to me. Hey, June, can you help me with my resume? I'm actually interviewing at this company. Can you help me um, optimize my LinkedIn profile? Then I realized, okay, there's a huge need here. Absolutely. I have experience building teams for these Fortune 500 companies. 
it was like my aha, aha moment. And then what I did with a little bit of my severance package, I invested a little bit of that into myself by working with a coach. And it was the best investment that I could have done um, for my layoff. So I kind of, I, I kind of feel like my layoff happened for a reason because I have a bigger purpose in life, mm-hmm. a bigger mission, and that's to to build my own business so I can create this legacy for my children and for my family. And yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of a long-winded answer, but <laughs> no, 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 it's it's perfect, and, and I love that you share all of that because you answer also importance how is to pivot how you also leverage your huge why, which is your children longevity for your own family. And what I love about it, even though you grieved, even there was a lot of pain, you did not wallow into that. You use that to propel you to move forward. And I think that is really essential and important because interesting fact that is over 33, close to 34 small, millions of small businesses in the United States being accounted in just this year. And question it is, how many of these businesses are going to be these surviving uh, you know, and, and how many of them are going to disappear when we're also seeing the major brands from Fortune 500 completely being vanished, right? Right, right. Down. But again, not to look at from negative and despair, but opportunity, how we can shine. And you did exactly what you did. You adopted, you pivoted, you, you embraced the magnitude of change and, and went back to like, what do I know? What can I offer and how to composition? And for everybody that is listening and watching this, guys, I just wanted to encourage you to also check June's LinkedIn profile because something beautiful happened. I'm sure you did not arrive to the brain you have at this moment, but was probably percolating over a few months. And if you don't mind showing the journey, because that is also entrepreneurial, very big, huge aspects of it. Because how we scale down, right now you're scaling it, right? Something that you can do it, that you can manage and do it effectively. How you also experiment and you experiment until you find it in and i just absolutely love your brand so do you mind elaborating a little bit how that start connecting the dots with who you are right now you know what's crazy is oh my gosh i didn't have a brand when i was working at these companies i didn't have a digital presence on linkedin and the moment i lost my job i asked myself who am i who who am i without these companies that i am working for that's when I started experimenting and that's when I integrated what I love of building community and sharing my experiences on LinkedIn. And before I even started my business, I just started sharing my layoff story, my layoff journey, and then just started back in, I want to say in July, no, late June, I posted my first video talking about my layoff. And then I just started sharing um, advice and tips to help job seekers navigate through this time. And it was like every month, um, every month I would basically overcome a fear. So I overcame a fear of like after, 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 before I even started creating my own content on LinkedIn, I, for a month, a month or so, I just started building community by commenting on people's posts, commenting on other leaders and entrepreneurs, articles and videos. And then that's when I built up the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and show my own content share whatever experience because the reason why I started sharing my journey on LinkedIn is I didn't see anyone out there on LinkedIn that looked like me. Yes. That was a mother that has two children. That's a woman of color that, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't graduate from a top two university. I didn't graduate college till I was 28. And um, I came from a non-traditional background. I didn't see anyone that looks like me. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and start showing up on LinkedIn by sharing my story because I want to help 
other women out there, other mothers out there specifically too, and letting them know that they could fully be on, they could fully be themselves 100% authentically on LinkedIn and be successful. Um, but if you actually look at my my journey on LinkedIn back in uh, late June when it started, you could like the first video I posted, I was very reserved. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it kind of just progressed each month, came by. And now I'm like, I just show up how I show up on LinkedIn, how I would show up in, in everyday life. Authentic, real, not staged, fully present, and fully comfortable who you are. And 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 this is a, such a great uh, pivot, guys, because whatever we face initially that is making us very uncomfortable, whatever we fear, but in order to achieve that greatness, we need to take action. And you're perfect example of doing that. I, I remember a few years back when I wrote my book, From Fear to Greatness, Business, Sports, and Life Lessons, I used some of these analogies so that people could relate. And this magnitude of change and exactly what you're sharing right now is so perfect because it's so relevant, not just to you and, and people of minority of color, but so many other women across the globe that are experiencing similar thing and trying to figure out their own voice and opportunity to, to, to produce and create something for themselves. And, and stand for something that they believe in. And you're doing all of that. Yes, it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it took a time. And I love that you also put a sequence that was June, July. Now we're towards December. So it took about you know five to six months, mm -hmm. right? To go through all these different phases and stages. And right now, like I just love your giggle, the glow, that is natural way of being because on the end of the day, we attract and resonate with people that are similar to us and then we would like to truly connect on those certain levels some people are seeking genuinity and intensity some people are seeking completely different things and as a result it help us also to create phenomenal community and great tribe doesn't it no it does it's all about too like where like how um how like entrepreneurship is pivoting into like social selling people are you know, there's social, there's, there's social media marketing and there's social selling where you, you you sell by building community, by sharing your story and you're building your audience, your brand, right? And showing up authentically. And that's what I've been doing is I, like with my content, I don't come off too salesy. I just share my experience. I share my value. And I think like the biggest thing, advice I could give entrepreneurs or people that are looking to build a brand on LinkedIn, always, always start off by, by servicing your, your community you know, by sharing your messaging, share your value, and then tell a little bit, like be, just show them, show people who you are as a person. Because that is, that is amazing. And one of the, one of the, one of the key things that I'm also seeing that the actually, or a lot of companies are failing specifically not allowing their employees to have their own individual brand because that's what really when they're shining where they're most authentic themselves help to be most authentic across the board in every other environment doesn't it yes but what one of the things i also what you just mentioned here i remember you know power personal story being entertainment industry of uh, scripts movies there was always this different notion where the personal story is applicable and I love to see this amazing cohesion and transformation that I'm seeing how personal story has so much weight in 
business, how we're not anymore artificially separating your personal life, your children, your mother, your wife, all these different roles and how much you come as a whole package, as a whole being versus, you know, sterilizing, compartmentalizing just a specific ways that created so much friction, pain, disappointment, demotivation, and as a result, really low performance. And right now I see first time something that is happening so organically, which I'm super excited, which is exactly this connection um, of personal story in the business. Do you mm -hmm. mind sharing a little bit about that? Because reason why you mentioned something earlier that I think it's extremely powerful. Uh, you were sharing your story. When did you graduate from colleges? You didn't graduate from top Ivy League colleges and whatnot, and then you were maybe graduating a little bit later in the game, but the, that did not prevent you to work for the top 10 or 15 Fortune companies. You see the paradox here, guys, because we have perception that we need to be certain where we used to be pitched in order to get X, Y, and Z, you need to do this. And, and the reality is completely different, and you're a living example of that. Yes, and that's like that, and that's why my, my my biggest passion is to empower those underdogs, those people that came from non traditional backgrounds who want to break into tech because I'm that underdog. I've been the underdog, right? Um, and for me, the reason why I wasn't able to do that, I didn't graduate until later in my late twenties, is because you know my my parent. I came from humble beginnings, you know, and my parents are immigrants from the Philippines, and you know they weren't making the most like we we didn't have access to everything all the fancy things in in life and we probably only went to disneyland once in my childhood but um i was always working my i i always and i shared this on a, on a recent podcast interview i get my work ethic and my hustle from my parents um and I, the moment I was able to start working, I got a permit, working permit at the age of 13. So I've been working since I was 13. Mm. I think that's where my grit comes from and my hard work and my, my work ethic is because I just, I don't know, I don't know. And that's why I'm always like doing what I'm doing on LinkedIn. But um, I didn't, I didn't graduate college at, at, until 28 because I, my parents couldn't afford to pay for college. And I was going in between community colleges within my um, career in sales, in retail sales. And then about 25-ish, that's when I realized, okay, I need to get, I need to get my act together. I need to pursue and complete my, my college education. But it wasn't Isabella until I actually became a mother when I realized like, I need to, I need to, if I'm gonna leave my child um, 40 hours a week, I need to do something that I love and enjoy in my career. So that's why, you know, that time of reflection when I did take some time off from work, that's when I realized, okay, I need to, I need to pursue other op options and other opportunities. And that's when I pivoted into uh, recruiting from sales. Wow. And, 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 and I'm sure you discover also because you love people, you're a people person and uh obviously helping people to flourish and thrive sales has a definitely still a huge people element but it's slightly different right it is it's 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 a different types of skill set and I, I can see why you pivoted in and went in that direction uh seems like you're also much more happier doing that yes i mean because I, I mean i love sales because it gave me the opportunity to build those relationships um and that's when I get like my, my people skills. But then when I got into when I pivoted into recruiting, 
just like recruiting is just like sales. You're basically just selling the company and the opportunity to the candidate and selling the candidate and being their advocate to the to the hiring team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, and, and, and now I'm basically kind of blending blending both worlds from my experience in sales and um, community building to now, now pivoting into coaching and basically teaching all of that I've learned in the, in my tech experience of all of the, the recruiting strategies now just basically pivoting and teaching my, my, my clients and helping them on how to be strategic in their job search and in, in their like interview process. That's fantastic. So that, that new piece of the career, obviously not only a career aspects of change, right? With such a high unemployment with companies pivoting and reorganizing and restructuring. And this is the piece where I click quite a bit in and looking organizational structure and so many positions are being shaved off. They may never be replaced. Um, things are definitely scaled back. Not all the products and services are in fully in high demand. And then now we need to really figure out how, what, what we need to monetize, right? Uh, from with existing and new uh, types of clients and how to satisfy them in the new ways. So what you already doing is satisfying the huge uh, job seeker pool. So what are you seeing, June, if you don't mind sharing from concursing point that as we're exiting 2020, we're going to be seeing more of in 2021? Mm-hmm. I do see a lot of companies um, being more flexible, especially to like for, with working parents, um, being flexible and with with uh, flexible with different opportunities and positions. I what I do see a lot too is a lot of I mean, just speaking with my friends and some of my clients that have lost their jobs. I think what's going to continue is more more people are going to start doing their own business, start doing freelance work. Um, I also see that there's going to be more um, more job seekers pivoting into like the gig economy, doing freelance work and Upwork, right? Um, Project based work. And you know what's funny is I, I kind of speak from my experience because I've I've always been interested in social media, and although my the bulk of my business is coaching, I have been approached and I have been hired for freelance projects for social media for entrepreneurs. So I think um, I think also too because of I mean unfortunately I mean yes we, there is companies still hiring, but we don't know what what's going to happen with COVID going into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of companies are hiring uh, contingent contracts, con- contract employees. So there's going to be more um, just companies kind of going that route because we don't know we don't know where the co- economy is going to be going into 2021. It's an excellent point. And one of the trends that I'm also seeing, uh, June, is that even some positions that are hiring right now, let's say beginning of the new year, they're expecting for a, a new talent to work remotely, possibly mm-hmm. to work in office setting uh, with a team June or July of next year pending, right? Right. While everything else unfolds. But what I'm also seeing and why, why I'm so excited that we chose to discuss these three elements of entrepreneurship, career, and leadership, that a lot of jobs descriptions, and I don't know if you noticed that, that are written, are actually seeking a lot of entrepreneurial mindset and a lot of entrepreneurial skill set. So, which also yes. tells me that right now, even giants are looking for people with entrepreneurial spirit that are not necessarily just working nine to five. There are yes. a sense of ownership, sense of belonging, innovation, 
pushing things forward um, and really looking every day how they not only themselves can be better, but how they can contribute an organization for organization to be better. No, I agree with you too, just because um, I want to say the reason why companies are doing that, especially within the tech space, is because a lot of these companies too, like Twitter, for example, Twitter is fully remote now. Right. And a lot of these companies are allowing their full time employees to be remote. And in order to move the ship forward, they want to make sure that they hire employees that have a growth mindset, that have yeah. that entrepreneur spirit that's going to go beyond the 40 hours a week. Right. I mean, I was yeah. working at these tech companies. I was working way more than 40 hours, but yeah. that's because I love the work that I was doing. I love the tech world. I love the tech culture. And um, a lot of these tech companies too are hiring based on culture fit versus like actual experience, right? If someone has the entrepreneur mind, if they have the ability to navigate through adversity, bring new ideas, always constantly bring new ideas, those are the types of employees they want to hire. So I always encourage job seekers in between your job search, if you are looking for work, have a side hustle freelance, because these are the types of things that you could uh, talk about in your interviews. And companies, based on my experience, working with um, these tech leaders, they love it when candidates say, oh, I do this. I volunteer here. Oh, I have this podcast. Oh, I have this e-commerce business. Because that's going to show the the hiring managers that these employees or these potential candidates are forward thinking mm -hmm. and they're going to want to hire these people because they're going to bring those ideas to the company to, to generate more revenue. Right. So absolutely. As far as um, companies hiring more people that have that entrepreneur mindset and spirit. Excellent points. And what I, I what I really wanted to say um, based on what I'm seeing also, and, and, and it really complements that when you mentioned cultural fit, uh, it's more than ever actually important to have a, a right fit with skill set and knowledge and be able to provide specific solution uh, because a lot of times I'm also seeing the danger in organizations because we tend to hire people exactly similar to ourselves because it's comfortable, same types of personality. So even if it's culturally fitting, but what are we doing with that fit? Are we more productive? Are we supporting more with each other? Are we having different perspective and point of view? And it's funny, I always argue because the why these top guns are also bringing uh, such a huge amount of external consultants and advisors because usually to solve the problems from different perspective, you need a mindset from different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that even cultural fit is right now under, I wouldn't say scrutiny, but under major shift and change, what it actually means and how we need to allow more diverse point of view, uh, ways of thinking and even conversing so that we're not always quote unquote in alignment and agreement but are we really solving anything with all of that if we are, right? Right, no, exactly. And then when I do say culture fit, I say like meaning more like like the fast-paced environment. Like when I was working at the startup at Wish, it was very fast-paced and on that entrepreneur mindset. But the biggest thing is uh, that also comes with culture is like the adversity because it did any like anyone that knows in the in that has worked in the in, in the tech industry, not every day is gonna look like the same. There's going to be um, fires thrown at you. But I agree with you, too. I think that's another thing that companies are also focusing on, too, is bringing more diverse diverse talent. And that's what we need because, you don't, like you said, you don't want to hire everyone that has the same background because how is the company going to grow? How are we going to bring new ideas if we're hiring the same person from the same schools, 
right? From the same experience. Exactly. And you know what's very interesting? I remember sitting in and doing assessment of the of the core team in this uh, uh, C-suite environment. And what was funny that uh, from 12 people, nine of them were absolutely the same types of personalities, specifically when we did a disk assessment. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, you guys, look at nine of you are identical to each other in essence. And and the other two or three, you know, they had a little underlying similarities, very close to it and slight differentiation. And I was like, no wonder, you know, yeah, you guys agree, you can move fast uh, with, you know, then the next item on agenda, but are you executing in a way that truly now requires with complexities that you guys are facing? So I'm mm-hmm. glad that we're also depicting a little bit about that as well. Yes. Yeah, because you always want to have different pairs of eyes looking at different things, right? Because in case you miss, in, in case you may, you miss different things, like on a project or a, like a new product launch. Um, so it's going to definitely take a, a diverse set of team to, to, to just kind of cover different areas. I know like working with hiring managers, um, I always tell them like, who is like your ideal, like who is like the best team on your player or who is the best um, employee in your team? And then like we were in, they always say, oh, I have this, so I have someone that's very organized, but mm-hmm. they lack creativity. So mm-hmm. I need someone that's going to offset that lack mm-hmm. of creativity. So I will be willing to hire someone that is not as organized, but they, ha- they, they bring new ideas. So it's basically like think of it as like a basketball team, right? Yes. Yes. You have your point card. You have, I don't know all the names of the, the basketball yes, players. Everybody has a different position that, position. They, need to, that they need to play and, and do. Uh, but in the same time, they need to work as an orchestrated team. Exactly. And and, and, and because not, not singular individual and team sports cannot win the championship, not even the game, because they're codependent of each other. And I think it's a great analogy because sports is so easy to begin to relate to it. But when you talk about these high multi-million dollar projects in tech industry for where is a not only pressure for time but for quality and delivery uh you have to really be able to deal with personalities that are uh collaborative and not only individually high performing but also high performing as a team and that's completely another bowl of wax right (laughs) another conversation (laughs) exactly but but in terms of now career and everything else, I, I also wanted to underline something that I think you already through your conversation just tonight, but also what I'm seeing from your uh, feed and how you address certain topics and issues on LinkedIn specifically are great at it. Um, everything starts in my book, not because I studied, not because I'm extremely passionate about uh, with the leadership. And what what is differentiate some of these companies to be really great and and desirable to work for? For example, you're recruited for Netflix, yeah. <laughs> and everybody under sun that I know would love to have a part of uh, you know either working as a contractor or full time employee right. because of exceptional culture. So, do you mind sharing a little bit? Because cultures do not happen by accident. No, they are always driven based on phenomenal leadership what those leaders exude, what they deliver, what, that consistency, that transparency, the type of behavior, right? And it's not just the mindset, but it's also that regular day-to-day operations and how do we really work together. So do you mind sharing a little bit how you, what did you brought from that working for those top guns now into your 
practice and how is oh my that gosh. shifting? Yes. Please. Oh my gosh. And I get my, I, I just, I always feel blessed to have that experience working at these great organizations because I do bring a little bit of what I've learned to my own business and how I treat my clients, how I, how I show up on LinkedIn. I think, I mean, if I could say the best experience I've had that has, oh my gosh, my time at Google was about a year and a half. I felt like in that year and a half, I grew, oh my God. Oh, I grew maybe like three years in my professional development, you know, and, and made me see the bigger picture. The culture there is just, oh, I can't describe it. Um, just the most compassionate leaders, forward thinking leaders, sense of ownership. And also too the way that they actually treat their employees, um, always pushing them and challenging them to do better. Um, there's a lot of autonomy, which I enjoyed too. No, like no micromanagement whatsoever. I wasn't constantly looking over my shoulders, seeing if my hiring, if my manager was like seeing if I was doing the, the right, um, if I was doing my job correctly. Um, they really empowered their employees by bringing new ideas, having them. I almost felt like at my time at at, the, at, at Google, I'm going to say specifically because that was like the best time of my my tech career. Um, I just had this like sense of ownership and pride of the work that I was doing. Because like just saying that, saying like, oh, you know, you, 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 like, congratulations, you um, just got an offer from Google. <laughs> and it was literally making dreams come true, you know? And that's when it kind of hit me, like, this is such a powerful brand, company, culture, best tech company in the world. It's powerful to be part of. Uh, but the culture is just, I don't know, they're constantly investing in their employees with learning and development. Um, having the employees do workshops and web, like, workshops and conferences, um, and always, always putting their employees first with with uh, with work life balance as well. So, and that's what I try to do too is incorporate that into my in my in my practice in my business. <laughs> but I kind of took a bit of a bit bits and pieces from each company I've worked with. I think mm -hmm. the, the reason why I love working at Wish is because it was a startup, and. Mm -hmm. And right now you feel like a startup. You are I am a startup. startup. <laughs> I am a startup. Um, but I I don't think I would be doing anything that I'm doing now if I, if it wasn't for those past experiences. Because, you know, it's definitely made me grow. It's definitely tested my ability to be resilient and and uh and navigate through 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 challenges and adversity. So I'm definitely proud to have have those experiences under my belt because now I could say I I know what I'm talking about. I know what a hiring managers are looking for because I hired for Google, you know. And now it's my my goal to, to teach you whatever I've learned, um, so you can be successful in your job search, in your interviews, when you're when you're negotiating for more salary, things like that. And what is really exciting, and thank you so much for sharing that, because uh, it's 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 kind of like redefining and rebuilding your DNA that uh, it's going to now get you the hybrid model which is much so needed because all the models that we had seen last year, I mean, years prior are now to some extent obsolete or they're not as functional. And even those uh, top guns that we're talking about here from Google, Tesla, Wish to um, Netflix, uh, all four of them are changing and shifting. And one thing they have in common beside their ranking and success rate and great leadership 
they're allowing their employees to fail. They have a culture yes. that is a space for learning, for failure, for experimentation, and an opportunity to do. And one of the things I am seeing, and that's why I also wanted to chat with you, is the, the, the four types of traits of future leaders that is so pivotal because we have a huge leadership gap right now. And how do we deal with that? And, and, and for people that are inspiring leaders or leaders in such a powerful positions, but yet lacking leadership traits to be successful, uh, have to really start filling the gap quickly as, as fast as possible. And as entrepreneurs, we're doing all four, I'm sure, and we'll, uh, which I will share shortly what they are. And you will probably say, oh, my God, yes, 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 and yes. And very few people are able to have all four traits in order to do this very effectively. But some of them are maybe much more adults in one area of other three, which is fine. But the beauty is recognize, again, as we're talking about the makeup of team mm -hmm. and that DNA, we really have to have a combination of all of those. And one thing you already addressed is, which is that connector aspect, not mm -hmm. only connecting outside from that sale, from the speaking outside but external stakeholders, but you also are able to build that and hone it with internal stakeholders, which is your talent. Uh, most important stakeholders actually that for everything else from there flourishes, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, investors that are investing time and effort in talent and team internally, but they're also investing in these relationships externally. But again, um, they're looking things from the list analytics, what is working, what is not, how to pivot and how to communicate so that everybody have a shared vision. Otherwise, I remember how many... Um, Financials were not even, not even details, but just general sense, not even disclosed. It's like, what are we targeting? What are we trying to accomplish? If you don't have no idea where, what are you aiming at? How can you then really do your job well? It's almost like bringing top guns, but not giving them all the tools and all information that you need. Mm -hmm. And then obviously uh, explore, and this is what I feel like you've been doing in the last six months, exploring where the new opportunities, innovations, and new ways of doing and doing it better, doing it less of, and really knowing how things really can um, pivot, shift, and change. And I feel like all of us in some ways being forced to be that, but not everybody's naturally having that explorer mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so true. You hit like a really good point on four of those. Also to the piece of like looking at the, the data and the metrics, just to make sure that um you have a plan in place and you need that as an entrepreneur you need to have that big plan like everything that you're doing as an entrepreneur is like you have to ask and that that's that's one of my biggest things that i'm trying to do too is not saying yes to everything doing more purposeful work and is it is it is it bringing me to the bigger picture to the bigger plan for my business you know um, so I always try to reevaluate my, 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 my strategy, especially to like, like my content strategy and my business plan, at least like once or twice a month, just to make sure if I'm, if I'm moving in the right direction that I want to be. So they're all like correlated to, to, to what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. Yes. And you just mentioned the, the fourth one, which is producer, which I think mm -hmm. also has the sense of, and, and what I'm doing, how is this pandemic currently affecting the economy and how am I changing? What role do I play? What my consumers do need? 
How can I provide more benefits, right? How can I satisfy their needs? And am I really producing service or solution that is needed or just because I'm so good at it that I'm trying to forcefully put it out there, right? Mm-hmm. And also, how do we monetize on that uh, with, uh, in a way that it's truly beneficial, right? That is right. in cohesion with everything. And I love, I think I saw something maybe a month ago that you posted. You can be anything, but you cannot be everything. I think you posted that, didn't you? I think I might have done that. I think so. I can't keep talking my posts. And I, I remember there was just something combination. And, uh, and it was like, that is so beautiful because we, we really want to think that we can do so many things beautifully well. But it's like, can we really do everything? Yeah. You can't. And I think that I did. I think I, that was a post because I think it's the part of me where I, I'm, I, I could sometimes be a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> where I want to have my hands in everything. And we had all. <laughs> yeah. And then I, that's when I, I think it was a post where I, 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 I decided to outsource mm-hmm. for help because why am I going to sacrifice my time and energy that's going to take away from my, me, my business, and my family if I could just easily outsource that to someone that's going to do it a lot more effectively and efficiently in less amount of time, you know? So as an entrepreneur, I've learned that sometimes I just have to admit it, that I can't do everything. And you shouldn't be doing everything. <laughs> if you want to work more smart, it's all, all about working smarter than not harder. Yes, you mean you know you may need to outsource, but at the end of the day, it's gonna, I don't know, it's gonna just help you long term. Very, very true. And and the reason why, again, going back to these four different elements of types of, of leaders, of, of future leaders that are so needed uh, with everything else that is shifting, even though we can be all four, we're not going to be naturally the best in all four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of work and effort to build that. But having, as you said, understanding who is better on one of these four elements and then for us to still continue buildings upon it, it is so important also to know which is also letting letting go yep. and giving reins to somebody else like i also have phenomenal um digital uh creative on my team that i'm super super jazzed uh his name is patrick Matanango and what he does for me and we're just great in collaborating i just love branding some ideas and bouncing off and and just it's so nice to also know that you're not doing everything by yourself but and also it's something that comes very easily to him in terms of choices and solutions like i just let him I was like this is what i'm envisioning i'd like to have, see what you come up with and i let him to go run with whatever idea he may have and that is such a beautiful piece it's such an enriching experience because of some things i will not even think about it right mm-hmm. yeah I think for me, I think we're kind of similar where I, I tend to be like the visionary where I have all these crazy ideas. I just need to have someone execute it for me and help me like build my ideas and like bounce up ideas and see if there's like a better way of marketing it. And like, I actually do have someone that I've worked with that's helped me like build my build my, 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 my online modules and my content for my course, my online course. And I don't know, I, 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 I the beginning of this journey as an entrepreneur, it was very lonely in the beginning. Oh, I bet. But then now I feel like I, I finally have my my tribe of people and my team. And also, too, like being being connected with you and having you in my community and meeting so many amazing entrepreneurs on LinkedIn. I don't feel like I'm that much of a lone, of a, like a lone wolf anymore. <laughs> Do you yeah. know? 
Yes, absolutely. I could totally relate to that because uh, one of the things that we have all in common, we're obviously being meeting through a phenomenal platform of Growth Academy. Yes. And, and what is beautiful about that is that uh, as the platform is growing, we're creating our own communities in a different ways. But the beauty is um, everybody offers something very unique. All the skill sets are very specific like even recruiters i was looking i was like i have so many different recruiters helping each other they're specialized in different categories in tech in social work in psychology mm -hmm. yes. or, or 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 very like coaching you know or whatnot and i feel like it's not about again competing it's about complementing and supporting it's about partnership and also shows really what 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 the life is all about if we don't know how to share and I don't knowledge or information or support or hold space for other people's successes. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't want to be part of that. I am yeah. just super jazzed when I see others succeeding. I'm super jazzed when I also find my aha moments and how I also <laughs> can adjust the game and pivot. But the beauty is again, um, even though we do a lot of things individualistically, it's just so great to see how this can complement with each other. No, I love that. And there's there is enough business out there for everyone to be successful, right? I like and, and uh, what I like to see more of is like things like happening like this where we are integrating each other's passions and collaborating. And that's what I love about Growth Academies. I've like since joining, I I've, I've I've had the opportunity to work with so many amazing people and learning from them and gain so many mentors and clients just because we, I don't know, it's all about just helping each other and building community and supporting one another. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a competition at all. You know, and that's how it should be. And because right now I feel like the timing of isolation, like you have a family, you have a children, you have a husband and then you work from home. You're all dealing with all these dynamics. Some people like myself, I'm by, I'm by myself. I don't have any of that, you know? And so can be also very lonely, but can be also very different ways of uh, how we truly do on a daily basis and what we do. So it is just such a beautiful array of experiences, but also different ways of accomplishing things and, and always to learn something I think is tremendously helpful. So, in closing for tonight's share and having you, obviously, this is not the last time on the show. No. <laughs> uh, I would love to, if you don't mind, just to reflect for a second. And when, when, we, when you think about everything we talked about, what would you recommend for people that are struggling? Not everybody is able to pull out of despair and challenges and difficulties as easy. Uh, what would you say of, to them as they're facing tremendous need for change how did they should it start what, what what was helpful to you and how should they be able to pivot so that they can also have this amazing trajectory of success like you're building in such a short period of time thank you i think the first thing is i want to say to your community is don't wait for things to go back to normal this is our new normal this is our reality own it and if you recently experience a job loss or layoff, navigate through those emotions, grieve that process, embrace it, know that it's not your fault. I, I did a video about this, I think recently, and invest in yourself before you even start something new, whether it's a business or on, if you're looking for any work, invest in yourself, meditate, journal, 
You are worth it. You have skills. Everyone on this planet has value and skills to share on LinkedIn to the world. It's just a matter of actually identifying what your superpowers are and strengths are because you are unique. So I just recommend just like really like take the time to write your goals down. Think about what you want to do. Experiment. This is a time where, I mean, I didn't know I was going to like start a small thriving business during a global pandemic. I didn't know that until I started just following my fears and just showing up, right, for myself, for my family. But I did it because I wanted to inspire others to do the same. So my biggest advice is, I always say, own that this is the this is this is where we are right now in this world in 2020 going into 2021. We don't know what's going to happen. Don't wait for things to change. This is gonna. This is your new reality. Think about what you want to do. Um, grieve that process. Experiment. That is my biggest. I could just choose one word for 2020 that has been beneficial to me is being experimental. Love it. I love it. Because you don't know what necessarily is going to work till you try it and then pushing yourself and digital footprint so essential. Oh. Look at you now, so yeah. comfortable, not only with the videos, but with the lives and, and, and creating content in a way that is so relatable. But unless you tested, you didn't know. You didn't know A, who you will attract, B, who will be um, following and who you will actually have as a future client. Yeah. I also wanted to, too, your digital footprint, your personal brand is more important more than ever because we are in a remote environment. We don't know when we're going to go back to normal. So you have to, I always tell, tell people, too, that are working, don't wait until you lose your job to build your personal brand. Always continue to, to network and collaborate because you don't want to wait until you lose your job and you start from ground zero. Because that's what I, that's what I did, you know. Um, but yeah, I get a little bit passionate about personal brands. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's a beautiful and a reason I'm saying. Hmm, I remember the personal brand got me in trouble because uh, I remember years ago. I, you know, I already had in my book. I was speaking on the global stages. I was traveling. I was blogging. I was contributing to some couple major platforms. And I remember at that time. My boss, who was managing partner on consulting firm, he was just like, so like he knew who I was way before I was hired. He saw my LinkedIn. He was all Google Gaga about that. But then when it came down, boiled down to conversation, he's like, you're doing things that I uh, that, that I'm not even doing. Nobody, no consultants are doing like, you know, almost like, who do you think you are? And I realized, isn't it better? Isn't a consultant much more stronger, better, more capable if can communicate very well, understand different types of audience, can position not only for the effective communication, but content and feel very comfortable using different media. Look now, all of those guys, where are they? They're not using digital footprint, uh, but they're having expectations from their talent now to be overnight pros in something never done before. Doesn't happen that way. No, and, it and, can't, and it no. makes me laugh because as like, my cost me relationship or particular um, job, but then was not nurturing environment that if you if you put in boxing people and if you're expecting that they're going to clock in and clock out and just and you can control their free time outside of the work, that is that is very unhealthy relationship. Oh, that goodness. is not right. And, and, and to, that is not right company to be part of. It's and, a and, 
and and it's everything that against what I was even four or five years ago. So now hearing you saying that just makes me smile because, uh, guys, um, you have to try and then you have to have a more skill sets than your degree and then your core expertise because the guys are going to survive. They're going to be future leaders and be able to lead what the future leadership demands and complexity of it is that individualized personal brand of whatever additional skill set that is. Okay, that's another topic that you should bring me back on because that's like something like <laughs> I always tell people like the reason why I show up on LinkedIn as myself is because this is who I am. I'm not going to change. And I, I've said this on a recent uh, when I was interviewing at the Mom Project. I say that if people if companies don't like what they see, do you want to work at that company? Do you want to sacrifice who you are and just not be who you are every day for that position no you know you are like if you show up yourself fully authentically you you are going to attract the companies the clients that want to work with you i've worked i've worked with clients who said june i love your dance videos <laughs> but, but i that, love but that is amazing because again you attract people based who you are not because who you think you should be right or, or yes. who they think you should be. That is the beauty about it. That is true, again, leadership and organization that allow people diversity, different ways of expression, but also personalities. And by the way, I love those. And I love the Christmas team and all of that. That's <laughs> so well with you. And what are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm very, um, like, I know I, I, I'm very quirky my personality but i i know i know my i know my stuff you know and my 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 whole my whole my whole niche or my whole my whole theme is like edutainment like i'm i am i am teaching you but i'm entertaining you at the same time because that's just who i am i've i've acted in, i've studied drama for four years in high school and that's what actually what happened during this time of this pandemic is i reconnected with my passion of acting and dancing and now I'm doing it all over on LinkedIn and people love it. So I'm going to keep on doing it. That is fantastic. And I love that. And 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 I also, as an educator, love uh, different approaches and different styles. And I also need to connect back with my dancing uh, yes. from, from years and years ago that I put on hold. But the beauty is, again, finding that inner voice, inner energy, inner drive and your big why leads to tremendous success and attracting right people as well as the right tribe. Yes. It was an absolute pleasure having you here tonight. Thank you for having me. Thank you for showing up and uh, looking forward to see what else is coming in months to come. And we'll definitely have you in 2021. Yeah, thank you so much, Isabella. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.